back to another episode of Jerry and Eric Talk. Today, I'm joined again by Ari as we go through more of our worst love interest from Choices. We discuss love interest from High School Story, both the original and class act, Home for the Holidays, Hot Couture, Laws of Attraction, It Lives in the Woods, Lives Beneath, and Love Hacks. Definitely a great conversation. Always enjoy talking Choices with Ari. And I hope you guys enjoy it too. So let's jump right in. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Going good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining me. Thanks again for having me. Ah, it's fun. I like talking about bad love interests with you. So what's new? Nothing much right now. Um... I finally have, like, moved in, so, like, that part's really nice for me. That's the big thing in my life right now, but beyond that, it's mostly just more of the same. Do you already have everything unpacked? Yes. All I have left is, like, one box of, like, decorations that I have to okay. put up, but that I'm just putting off because I don't know how I want to do it yet. Yeah. We moved into our house three years ago now, and we still have boxes, so... Uh, we're going to be moving again, again, I think, in like a year because rent keeps going up and we can't deal with how high our rent would be. And we're already not looking forward to it. Yeah, that's why we That's one of the reasons we decided to buy a house. It was just rent's ri- ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, we lived in the same place for 10 years and then the landlord was like, it was gonna, he was going to jump our rent by like 500 bucks. And we're like, no. So we went to the bank, bought a house. <laughs> I wish I could do that. I wish I could. <laughs> I mean, it worked out because where we used to live, my wife used to have to drive an hour and a half each way to work and home. So we bought a house closer to where she works, and then I I, I switched to work at home. So it worked out for us, and now we don't have to worry about rent. Nice. I wish I could do that one day. I mean, one day. the sucky part is. We in winter, I have to do my own shoveling. Yeah, that part but. I would. There's um, Molly and I used to live in a house with like a couple other people, and right now we're living in an apartment. And we we're talking about like a few of the things that like we're like, yeah, it kind of stinks that like we don't have like as many common spaces, and like it's not as much like we don't have like too much space. But I was like, but the nice things are like we don't have to join an HOA, we don't have to mow our lawn, we don't have to worry about like terminators, yeah. like all of that's not on us. And I was like, that part's really nice. And also our electric bill's a lot lower. Yeah, no, yeah, electric is crazy as well. But it's better than worrying every year that my rent's going to go up by a few hundred. Yeah. That's the trade-offs. You watching anything or listening to anything new lately? Um, I've been... So uh, I used to be a really big podcast person. Um, obviously, now again, I am. But like... Um, when I wasn't driving, because I usually listen to podcasts when I drive. And so um, I haven't listened to podcasts in a while. And I re started listening to there's a podcast that's called Join the Party. Um, it's a D&D podcast. And uh, I listened to their full first season. And I'm catching up now on their second season. It's really good. Um, I'm having I'm enjoying that a lot right now. So that's like the main thing I'm enjoying. Nice. I didn't. There's. It's amazing what podcasts are out there. Yes, totally agree. <laughs> there's a like podcast there, for there, everything. There's literally a podcast for everything. <laughs> um, 
I haven't. I don't think I've added a new podcast to what I listen to. Like I still have like old episodes of podcasts I listen to, so I definitely haven't added anything new. Um, I've been like binging that, and then like every now and then I'll be like, "All right, like another podcast I like, like that, like an episode came out, so I'll, like I'll listen to that, and I'll be like, all right, back to joining the party." I did watch a Netflix show called All of Us Are Dead, which was really good. I've heard good things about it. I just haven't had a chance to. I don't know if I will, but it's, eventually it's, maybe watch it's it. really poorly dubbed because it's it's a Korean show. Yeah, but if you can get past that, the characters, the story, and characters are great. Just the dubbing can be annoying sometimes. Um, but if you can get past the dubbing, it's a really good story, and it, it's a really good version of a, a zombie story. If you like, if you like zombies. Honestly, normally I don't, uh, but I've slowly been getting into the genre, so maybe I will give it a shot. It's hit or miss for me. I don't like Walk the Dead. I find it's just too slow-paced. But I love Dawn of the Dead. I love 28 Days Later. I love Shaun of the Dead. Like The first zombie thing I've truly enjoyed was Zombieland. And it's because it wasn't about, like, as much about zombies. It was just, like, a humor and, like, fun story. And then there were, were zombies as the set piece. Yeah, if, if, like, Zombieland, you'd probably like Shaun of the Dead. It's hilarious. Um, what's his name? Isn't it? Uh... I know who you're talking about. I cannot yeah. think of his name. It's, oh. He's in the new Star Treks, too. You know. Simon Pegg. Yeah, Simon Pegg. That's like I know exactly. Like I could visualize his face. I just could not think of what he yes. like. What his name was. Yeah, it, that that movie's hilarious if you ever watch it. We'll have to try. And still watching Criminal Minds. I'm up to season six now. Uh season six and season seven are my favorites. I, I did enjoy season five. I think I like season six and season seven is because it truly like I think that was the point they realized they were like oh we can just we'll do stuff for the characters more um and it like it felt like more like like it wasn't about as much the crimes as it was about the group that like about the team and like that's when they truly started to find their footing and like in my mind at least with that because that was around I, I can't I can't remember exactly, so I'm like I'm trying to remember like what's happening around them. But like the there's a lot of like the drama with with the team in particular that like it felt very much focused on them. I I can I I mean actually I think they started that in season five because you got uh, Hutch's wife dies in season five. But they I think it became less about just one person because they always felt like it was yeah. always one person and their drama. I feel like season six, season seven, it be like it was like oh we're gonna it's one person's drama, but it's gonna affect more people. Versus okay. just Hotch's wife dying, and then it affects Hotch, and then everybody's like, "Oh, Hotch is sad. What are we gonna do?" Um, this yeah, is more like that's, yeah, that's definitely in the early season. Like everybody has their own thing, and it doesn't really affect anybody else other yeah. than people noticing. Weed with the allotted. Did did they ever actually do anything with it? Like you don't no. have to tell me what, but it they, they mentioned it again just, a couple. They mentioned it again a couple times, but it really, 
it just was like very much like a oh we solved it and then um there's a couple times they mentioned where they're like reads like i was thinking about using again um but it really never like truly is dealt with dealt with yeah like, they, kind of they definitely drop stores like like penelope getting shot that should have affected her a lot more than they let it Wait, which, sorry, Penelope getting shot. Okay. Yeah. I thought she said someone else getting shot. And I was like, what episode are you talking about? No, uh, yeah, Penelope. Like, and I, she like just got over it like right away. Like that, that, that should have a lasting impact. I think they also didn't know what to do with Penelope. Because like one of the things with Penelope is that like in the beginning she was, like we were talking about the other week, um, she was just supposed to be a recurring character. And then she became like a permanent one. And yeah. so, like, when she got shot was the first episode where she started to, I feel like, become a character. Like, it's, like, they started being, like, okay, we really need to flesh out. Like, they had some fleshing out that they'd done before, but, like, this is, like, the time where they went, okay, we're just going to spend a bunch of time fleshing her out in particular. Yeah, because they're, like, the, the fans like her. <laughs> you know, we have, to, we have to do more with her. She's so good. I love her. She, she's my favorite character, her and Reed, so... You, you pick two good ones, two good ones. I mean, I like Morgan too, but Reed and Penelope are my favorite two characters. I, Molly and I had a joke when we were watching it um, that uh, Morgan, anytime he sees a door, he was just angry and he had to kick it down. Like, every door. He just has a, a thing against doors. Because every door, he's just kicking it down. He's like, BAU, like, coming through. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, I mean, like, me, me and my wife like to point out all the times that they don't wear gloves at crime scenes. Yes. Oh, and yeah. Like, because they'll do well for like four or five episodes in a row wearing gloves, being careful, and then you'll just see them pick up evidence with, with a bare hand. I was like, what are you doing? That's not how this works. Number one, you shouldn't even be doing this. You're BAU. I'm pretty sure this, is, this isn't what the BAU does for the FBI. Um, fun fact, they only saw the actual BAU only solves like I think it's like five cases a year. I believe it. And they're mostly cold cases. So like it's like um what should I call it? I was doing some research into it at one point because I was really interested in it. And I was like, wow, this seems really interesting. I've never heard of it. And they're like yeah, the actual FBI BAU team is, like thinks the show is kind of funny because they're like, we never would get a private jet. We would never get like anything like like what yeah, you guys breaking get. down doors and they're like, we solve cold cases and maybe five per year at maximum. Yeah, the closer to what they actually do is probably probably Mindhunter. Yeah, that's closer to what they actually do. <laughs> like it's the same with CSI. Like the crime lab doesn't do what the people in CSI do. I'll have these results to you in an hour. Like, no. I'll actually have those results to you in a week. They're also not that uh, accurate. Yeah. All right, let's get down to some bad love interests. (laughs) (laughs) So we're starting with high school story this week, and we're breaking it up into the two different sections rather than just the one. So for for, for the first one, the high school story... I think it has to be Emma. And I think 
the, I disagree. The, okay. But go ahead. <laughs> I think the thing that sells me on Emma, because like I was very torn between Emma and Caleb. I think both of them are not great. My choice my, is Caleb. My so. reason for choosing Emma is not only does she get a love interest for herself that's introduced pretty early on, like you can kind of like start setting them up. You also, if you date Emma, your mom or your dad and her mom are set up together. And I'm like, I feel like they, like, that to me was, like, the nail in the coffin of, like, okay. Like, I think she's a great friend. I think she's a great character. I just think as a love interest, it just doesn't work as well because, like, you have all these other things. And, like, I think, again, like, she's a great friend, but, like, there's a lot of times the story doesn't make sense with her. Like, for example, when you're getting ready for, like, one of the dances and, like, Emma's in the room and, like, like she's like, oh, I'm excited to be going with you. And I'm like, this, this doesn't make sense. Like, yes, it also is because they're pushing like, um, like usually like a female MC, male love interest. Like that's what makes the most sense in that terms of that part of the story. But like Emma specifically like is always with you. And then she like, she like, it just doesn't make sense to me in the story as much, like as much as like, I think like Caleb at least makes sense in the first book. Later books, he makes no sense to love interest, but the first book, I think he makes sense. Uh, the first book, he's such a wet blanket. Yeah. And he's just, he's so depressing as a character. I mean, I understand what you're saying with the mother thing. I don't remember getting ready for it because I remember when I played the female MC, I got ready with the guys. Oh, maybe that's different then. I, I've always played as a female MC, so I. For some reason, I thought I saw pictures of like Emma being like excited to go with you. Yeah, I would when, be wrong with that. When 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 I because I the two people I romance is Emma and Maria. They're my two favorite romance uh, love interests in the in the book. Um, and then I would say probably Michael. <laughs> um, but if you if you go with Emma or Maria, you get ready with the guys, even okay. if you're a female MC. Okay, so then never mind about that part. But I still. But I, yeah, I, I definitely understand what you're saying with uh, weird if you're dating her and then your mom's all or her, your dad is also dating her mom it's like that's super weird like what if you guys both end up staying together like what <laughs> maybe that's where they got it in Gossip Girl with Serena and Dan Oh my god. Dating at the same time that their parents are dating. It's so weird. I I hate that when it's a plot point in stories. I'm like, okay, but what if you guys stay together? Like, that's weird. I I can understand that. I just don't think Emma's worse than Caleb. Caleb's just so boring. Everything's just my I'm brokenhearted and I play football. That's that's his character. I just think he's so central to the plot that, like, he, like, it, what should I call it? It just, like, it makes sense to, like, have him as a love interest. Um, but I honestly think that, like, I think the first book they spent so much time, fo- I think he has the same problem as Chris. I think they spent the entire first book focusing on one love interest mainly. And everybody's like, no, we don't want him. We want the other people. And then they end up getting shafted in later books. And, like, people, like, don't even want to give him a chance because, like, they're, like, already put off from the first few books. Because it's, like, it, it feels very similar to that 
in my mind at least like especially because like Caleb has a very similar trajectory that Chris does um but like I think specifically for Caleb I think that just like I, like what always frustrated me was like I wanted to set him and Emma because I thought they would be a cute couple and then he's like I don't want to date anybody but maybe date you um and I was like that feels weird it like to me like I'm like I'd rather set him up with my friend who actually has a crush on him yeah and then if you date him it's just awkward because you're friends with Emma and then you're gonna go and take the guy she likes yeah I just I feel like there was like a better way to do but I definitely feel like I like I think Caleb is just so central to the plot that like it makes sense to date him I just think that he's kind of boring but versus Emma I just don't think it makes sense I mean, the only thing I could see that doesn't make sense about Emma is the unnecessary plot with the mother and the father. Yeah. You take that out, and I don't... I think I if you took that out, I think I, I would agree more with Caleb. But as long as that plot point is there and is a main plot point of the, the last book, I can't do it. <laughs> I mean, I can I can definitely... I, I, yeah, I mean, I can't argue that. Like, it, it is awkward. <laughs> when when you're setting up their you're to, if you're together and you're setting up your parents that's awkward yeah especially because like i'm so adamant about it like you can kind of play it off like as like mc of like be like i don't know but like you can still support it or not support it and try and set them up but like emma's adamant about setting them up and i'm like okay if we're dating though like why why would you want this because like granted i truly don't believe any of the high school story like characters stay together post high school i think that like I have my headcanons of how their relationships end up, but, like, I don't think they, like, ultimately, like, stay together immediately. Oh, no, um, they definitely... Yeah. <laughs> I would say Emma and MC give it a try. I think Michael dumps you as soon as you graduate. Uh, see, I have a whole headcanon that in my head of what happens with MC and Michael because their their relationship is so cute, and I feel like they just fit... My, my headcanon is they decide they're going to try it and then they both go, you know what, this isn't good for either of us. So they end up breaking up, they like lose contact and then they come back for like a high school reunion, they meet back up and then it's like a rom-com and they're like, I think I still have feelings for you and like that kind of thing. Like that's in my head what it is because it's like, they just fit so well together. I love their romance so much. They're just so in love with each other. Anyways, but... Um, I can see that. I just feel like if you if you have when you get into a relationship even if you're in high school like you have the intent of staying together and it's like if you have the intent of staying together why would you set up two people why would you set up your parents yeah i can't argue with that i just caleb just bores me no caleb is white bread he's 100 percent white bread but i just the emma plot line that one part of the plot line i think is what ruins it for me other than that i think caleb would like caleb's a very very close second for me but emma's the first and then they they both just get overshadowed by the other love interest like maria is a 10 times better love interest than emma yeah i'm like it's maria and michael that's like the ones that like i feel like everybody romances and then you have like some like aiden people and like that's but like I feel like Caleb and Emma are like very much like different than like the other three. Oh, you got the you got the. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out there that. I mean, Martian Cat probably goes for Caleb because nobody else does. That's what <laughs> she likes to do. Like, oh, nobody likes Caleb. I like Caleb. That's what Mar- Martian Cat likes to do. That. 
I didn't even, like, I didn't realize how many people liked Aiden either. And then, like, I slowly started to see that there's a good chunk of Aiden people. Oh, yeah, and I'm he like, has, oh. He has quite the fan base. I always tried to draw myself because I was a band kid in high school. So I was like, oh, perfect. Like, Aiden is very much up my alley. And then Michael's introduced. And Michael's, like, every trope that I like. And I'm like, all right, we're romancing <laughs> Michael. I try yeah. every time to my, romance Michael, Aiden. Michael checks off every box. <laughs> It's, he's he's so good and he fits every trope and his banter with MC is so good and I love when he's in the second book like when you get to like hang out with the group and like if you've chosen to like have your MC date like Michael like their little banter is so cute where like they're just teasing each other and I'm like I just love them yeah, and I, I like I like Maria because you have to break down her walls yes it's it's that slow burn of breaking down their their walls of being uncomfortable with everything other than leadership one of my favorite plot points is i think it's it's book two i believe where it's you can kind of keep going oh you two are dating and the two of them are like no we're not dating and like i always pick those options even though my mc is always dating michael and michael's like i'm dating you and my mc is like oh but you two are cute together yeah i i always do that like my head canon is if if you're not like if you're not doing dating either one of them my head is that they're friends with benefits i can see that, they're yeah. definitely sleeping together if you're not with them <laughs> i the guarantee your book nobody ever like actually like sleeps together <laughs> no. but in actuality the two of them are just hooking up in closets oh, they're everywhere definitely they're definitely hooking up <laughs> i like, can also see it <laughs> like they're just they're like they they definitely will, would never be a couple but they're definitely hooking up yeah i can see them giving like one day to try and then both of them are like no this is too weird yeah i, I don't like you person i don't like your personality but i like how you make me feel in a better which is really weird about saying about a high school book so let's move on <laughs> to the other high school book yes so for class act i struggled a lot thinking about this because here's my problem is that rory is the main love interest I don't like Rory. <laughs> I think Rory is just very much like just Rory's kind of white bread to me where they're very much just like they're like the good person and they're the like the cute neighbor next door and they're like all around good person and just like like everything just feels like just like it was like meant for Rory but I don't like them. <laughs> No, I agree. Rory's my choice is the worst. And I'm like, I think just AJ and Sky are just more compelling as characters and as love interests. Yeah. Because their plots are, like, granted, Rory does have, like, a very, like, a sad plot with, with their mom, but, like, I just think AJ and Sky's are just, like, very much, like, more real almost. Yeah, I mean, with Rory, I mean, really, the, the main interest is that, you know, their childhood crush but I just don't buy the way that relationship's supposed to grow. I always have a problem, too, with the childhood best friend slash childhood crush kind of love interest. And because I think it's really hard to get us to have that buy-in. Because we don't have that relationship. And they have to kind of display that relationship somehow. And so they're like, remember that time we did this and this and this? And it feels like it's always these characters reminiscing but us as the player don't have that memory of like doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah, it's it's very similar to the, the issues that I have with uh, Mason. 
Yes. And my first two loves. I um, think the, they're the, very the, similar characters. Yes. Oh, I would totally agree. Rory's a way better character than Mason, but they've similar like plot lines behind yeah. them. They're the unre- unrequited childhood love. I just also think it's super funny that the, the first thing we see of Rory, they're like, oh, Rory's an all-around good person, and Rory just leaves you in your driveway. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so stupid. Like, why? And I, it, it, I don't really buy, like, I don't even remember exactly how, but, like, all of a sudden they're going to have feelings for you, even though they're, you know, you barely recognize you're there. <laughs> Yeah. Before the story starts. And just Sky is such a better romance story. And I love AJ. I'm oh. indifferent to AJ, but it's better than what, what you get with Rory. Also, that's just the buy-in, because like I'm gonna go for a typically like male love interest, and you're gonna typically go for a female love interest. So like I'm always gonna buy more into AJ than I am to Sky in terms of romance. But like it didn't stop me from buying a lot of Sky scenes, like and taking them as friends, because like I liked her a lot. She's a really interesting character. She's really nice, and her plot is so interesting. Yeah, I, I did love that. If you don't romance her, you do get to set her up with somebody. Yes. So you still get that showing her that she's worthy. Which, honestly, most of the time it's a story I buy into. The the outcast and you have to make them worthy of something. Yeah. I could, it definitely usually, that's usually the love interest I go for too, which is funny. I mean, it's really no, not that dissimilar from Drake which you know yeah. let's bring up Drake again we're not at the R's yet but we gotta fit Drake in, into the podcast somewhere but I mean it's very similar like they, you know for Drake it's he's always in Liam's shadow for Sky, her family hates her because you know she's nice <laughs> she's a nice person and they're toxic garbage abusive yes. straight up abusive like oh, when they leave her at the game, I'm just like those like assholes. I'm like I don't want to send her home. Like I want her to stay with like with like MC and uh, their twin. Like I don't feel comfortable sending her. Yeah. Home. Or when they make her get rid of all the makeup and look quote unquote normal, I'm just like what what did they do to her? <laughs> no. That's not Sky. Because she didn't want to make them lose the play. I'm like, this guy's amazing. But yes, Rory's just a boring character. And then he also gets mad at you, or they get mad at you when you, um, what you call it, like for things that are not in your control. And that's the first book. And so it seems like I was trying to romance both Rory and AJ. And then Rory got mad for like the first time about something that wasn't in the main character's control. And then I was like, all right, I don't care to deal with this anymore. And immediately switched to just AJ. Yeah, I don't think I've done AJ's full route. I've done both Rory and Sky's full routes. It's very cute. I like it a lot. Um, it's a lot because, like, uh, once you, after the first book, once you kind of break down AJ's walls, is dealing with kind of like his family issues. And, like, you get to know his brother and his parents and, like, his parents are going through the divorce so like they're all dealing with that but um 
it's the main first like the first book is like when you kind of like are breaking down the walls and then the second and third book the walls are down I will never forgive the fact though that they gave this man who quite literally said I don't like to exercise and doesn't like to move <laughs> he has they a gave six pack him, he was, he's like a flat stomach and a six pack and I'm like, like what is like, happening I'm not saying he has to be chubby because I mean I didn't get chubby till I got to university but no, you you don't you shouldn't have a six pack. You don't exercise. You watch movies and direct musicals and literally say in the dialogue that you don't exercise and hate it. Yeah. How do you have a six pack? It's I will never forget that in Aiden. When they gave Aiden like uh like abs, I was like, why does Aiden have abs? Aiden literally only works out to do marching band, and marching band doesn't involve abs. Yeah, I don't. Unnecessary choices. Pixelberry. Unnecessary. I'm waiting for a chubby love interest. I don't think we'll ever get it, but I'm I'm still waiting. We'll yeah, we'll we'll never get it. The the majority of the players don't don't want it. Yeah. I I would be shocked if we ever see it. All right, next up, home for the holidays. I do think there's an obvious choice of what love interest uh, is the least, the least prepared as a love interest, and I think that's Holly. I think I, that they wrote the book to have Nick and Wyatt, and then they went, "Oh shit, we don't have a female love interest." Yes. Uh, Holly. I definitely think it's another situation where they were oh, we should have a female love interest in here somewhere, and they threw in a half-baked one. I, I mean, I, I think the Holly character was there, and I think they just added romantic options after. Because it's clearly supposed to be Nick versus Wyatt. Yes. It's it's the Hallmark holiday movie where you have to decide if you're, you're, you're either falling in love with your boss or fall, re-falling in love with your high school sweetheart. And they're like, really, uh, I'll talk to this friend. And then it's like, I mean, it's really it's no a- different than it's like Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> I was like, it, it, there's, there's no competition, unfortunately. And I think it sucks because, like, I think Home for the Holidays gets forgotten about a lot because it's an early book and it's a short book and it's like, it's not bad. too interesting. But I like, I do like a lot of the stuff with Nick. I think they write him really well, but like, he's the only one. That I think they write really well. I always try and romance Wyatt, and I get bored really easily. Um, the other thing that frustrates me is they're like they make a really we're a non-denominational home. Anyways, let's go celebrate Christmas, um, and it's yeah. always Christmas. And like even before they had a menorah for Hanukkah in the driveway, and I remember when I first played Choices, which was like years ago, um, I literally sent them an email going, "Hey, your menorah has ten branches." Like, it, like, has more branches than it's supposed to. Or it was, like, 11 branches. Or it has 10 branches, and then it had the um, Shamish in the middle. I was like, that is more than it's supposed to. You guys could have looked up a picture and seen that it's supposed to have four on one side, four on the other, and one in the middle. And they were like, what if we put 10? <laughs> and I was like, so you obviously just meant this to be a Christmas book and just didn't want to be like, it's Christmas. Yeah. 
they were, you know, we're going to try to be inclusive, but not actually research it. Yeah. Just... But yeah, like, one thing I can say is it's definitely a way worse book when you're reading it out loud. I can imagine. Like, I did it, for, I did it at Christmas for, on Twitch, and I'm just like, this is, this is so much worse when I'm reading it out loud than if I'm just tapping through. <laughs> just if something's boring or uninteresting you kind of tap quickly and then or if something's bad you can just like kind of ignore it but when you're reading it aloud it forces you to acknowledge it yeah and i'm like oh no like sunkiss i'm reading right now on twitch and it's so much worse reading out loud than than tapping through god sunkissed i wanted to like that book so badly it's a mess such a boring book like we we talked we did I did it uh, two chapters yesterday because Fishy's not streaming today and tomorrow or yesterday and today, uh, so I did two chapters yesterday and I was like I'm reading this and usually like you know with the freshman I can find something to rant about for a few minutes to break up just reading, and I'm like at one point I was like this book is it's so bad that it's not even giving me anything to rant about, like it's just nothing there's nothing to it. It's like I remember the one thing I really enjoyed was because I read that book during pandemic and I was really missing my family and the whole plot line with the dad really like kind of like hit home for me because it reminded me a lot of like um it reminded he reminded me a lot of my dad and so like especially like they were like his home like his famous lasagna and I was like that's my dad's famous recipe in our family is like his lasagna so like there's a lot of like little things that I was like this reminds me of my dad. But like beyond that, I was bored as all hell. I mean, I mean, as little thing, I'm like, seriously, just go get counseling and talk to each other. Yeah, communication. Like so much of this is unnecessary drama. Like just talk to each other instead of yelling. Go get therapy. It's such a messy family. But yeah, definitely, I don't think there's much more we could say about Home for the Holidays, but it's <laughs> it's definitely Holly. Holly's just, it just seems like she was tossed in. It, it definitely feels like she was. It, it definitely, I think she was. Because um, even the drama, like the, you know, any drama with the love address, it's Nick, Nick and Wyatt, you know, teasing each other, arguing with each other. And then Holly's kind of just there. Yeah. Like, the only drama with Holly is that whether her book gets published or not. And it's like, I feel like that plot was definitely there. Like, like oh, what yeah, you said. That, like, that plot it, was there with her as a friend. We need female interest. Um, she's the only character that we've kind of introduced, and we don't want to introduce another character. Yeah, no, they definitely wrote her as the best friend and then added romantic options when they realized they needed a female love interest. Right, next up, Hot Couture. So, I think that we know that the, if it depends if we're including one person. If we're including one person, I think we know she's the worst. Um, because they didn't do anything with her. And that's Hazel. Uh, my, they choice, went, my choice was Hazel. Yeah, like, they, they're like, you can kiss her. You can flirt with her. All right, bye. <laughs> and they're like, nothing else. Yes. Like, and it just, the entire book, it played off like, a slow burn and it wasn't even a bad slow burn um, yeah and then it's just at the end she's like yeah I don't want to be in a relationship I'm like what 
what the hell did I spend diamonds on you for then? It definitely felt like if they had done a sequel, I feel like Hazel would have been a love interest. But I think because they decided to make it a standalone, they were like, we don't know how to end this well. Um, and I was like, then why did we keep those plot lines in there? Like, it should have just been like a two male, one female, like you guys normally do. Um, rather than trying to make it four and then ultimately ignoring one of them. Yeah, not even ignoring, but doing it with with the female love interest. Which is a continuous problem that they have. Yeah. Totally agree. And it, it's not even like the other ones are great love interests. Just the fact that you spend all, you, you know, you're spending time to try to romance her and then you, you get a kiss. Yeah. And an acknowledgement that she doesn't want a relationship. I think we have that problem with a few of the love interests and choices. There's another one that we're not going to talk about for a while, but um, I think has a similar issue to this where it's like, it feels like it's just, you're just ignoring your, it's just there to check a box. And then it ultimately just leads to like either really unfulfilling relationships or it leads to, um, what do you want to call it? At least to just like unfulfilling relationships or it leads to, um, like, just not having a plot line finish. And I think that, like, it's like, okay, why are we not letting these plot lines finish? Or why are we just not removing them entirely? Because if, I don't think it would have been as much, I think there still would have been people who really liked Hazel if Hazel, if they had removed the plot line with Hazel. But I ultimately think that, um, I think it wouldn't have been as bad of a backlash if they hadn't just um, removed her romance entirely and just had her there as a mentor. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're always going to get people who are like, oh, I wish this character was a love interest. So why couldn't you just have her be one of those characters that that people say they want as a love interest, but we're never supposed to be one? Like it, it just seems like some of the stuff that they added with her was later on and we're like, oh, people want her as a love interest. Let's throw them a few bones. It's like they're not even good bones. Like I feel no. like if they given like Hazel a hookup and been like, yeah, I only want to participate in a casual relationship, like not like a like like more like a friends with benefits type of thing, and then like ended it with like, yeah, like you can have a friends with benefits, but you're also like dating like someone else. Like I think that would have made sense, but I think the way that they put it, where it felt like it was leading to ultimately dating Hazel, and then Hazel was like, mm, no. I think that's where, like, I think the issue definitely comes from. Yeah. And it's even worse when the other three love interests aren't great. I think there's sweet moments with all of them, but yeah, I would agree that none of them are, like, none of them are, like, fantastic. I just think that there are some points that, like, I do like of each of them. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. They each have moments where they're like, oh, this this is a good moment. But nothing that, you know, if somebody said name the 10 best love interests, I would never think of the three, the th- any of the ones from this book. Yeah. Lux, Marco, or Travis. Like, they would they would never pop to mind. And, like, honestly, like, if we weren't doing every book, we probably wouldn't even mention these three, these four at all. Yeah. I do like my favorite thing is always going to be Travis's introduction where they're like, "Yeah, he's a firefighter who saved kittens from a fire," and everybody went, 
he's hot and he got a modeling break and I, that to me is still one of the funniest <laughs> things and i was like i was like this man is not gonna have a brain cell in his head and then he shows up and he doesn't have a brain cell and i'm like beautiful <laughs> i like you just don't talk he's just <laughs> it's so stupid they're like what can we do to make him seem like the best guy ever they're like firefighter saves kittens from fire <laughs> also i like when he says no nah, instead of no <laughs> that's just a small detail i like with travis yeah and then uh, lux with the whole let's take off her glasses like what oh my god that whole plot line was so stupid she, why her is outfit this needed isn't bad her outfit isn't bad it's no. cute. I like it. I I also have a, a one of the things I've also pointed out. I think before is that it really frustrates me that um, choices sometimes with female love interests don't try and like make sure that they're using different names. Um, and so, uh, for example, with Lou's, like uh, that's the name of the daughter and mother of the year. Not and, only that, she just looks like an adult version of the character. Yeah. That's a lot of people been like, it's her growing up. But I'm like, well, they take place around the same time. So I don't think it's that. But um, it's just like, I feel like. Oh, but, but you can you can headcanon that easily. Yeah. That she's just Lux grown up. Yeah. <laughs> because they she just looks like an adult version of Lux. Yeah. Mother there. I wish they had picked a different name just to like be like, yeah, we're not just we don't just know one Latinx name, like we know multiple. Yeah, like really, you couldn't find another name, but yeah, they definitely have a reuse the name problem. And I think it, it happens a lot. I think for female love interest, male love interest, we've had like I think like one or two, but female love interest, we've had it happen a couple times now. They are getting better with recent books. At least they're changing it up. Yeah. Well, now they have to take um, love interest names that are um, androgynous for the most part, so they kind of have to. Yeah. I mean, if we get a male angel in the future, then there's a problem. Eh, we need a male angel. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever get male angel, but I think that'd be fun. Kind of a little funny. All right, laws of attraction next up. I think we're just gonna fun. Wait, laws of attraction? Uh, yeah, that's after. Isn't it? It lives. Yeah, I wonder why any app laws of attraction is listed above it lives. Oh no! I that, I just like I was looking at my thing and it said it lives next, and I was like, um. That's fine. I mean, alpha, alphabetical it list it lives is next. That's I'm confused. So why do they have laws? Oh, do they not count it as? Oh, that's definitely what it is. They definitely yeah. did not count it as part of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in the anyway. app, laws of attraction, but we can go yeah. with it lives next first if you want. We could do. We're we're laws of attraction. We'll, we'll just do it because that way we're staying in order. So, um, I think we're gonna fundamentally disagree on laws of attraction. And I think it's because there's only two love interests and one is male and one is female. <laughs> and that as much as sometimes Gabe frustrates me, his romance is really good at a lot of times. And I think that we're just going to fundamentally disagree on who we think is the worst because you're going to probably think it's Gabe and I'm going to probably think it's Ashton. 
Gabe's yeah, later on great it gave stuff was great in the second half. Like once he actually gave up trying to push you off, but he's way too frustrating for like the first 10 chapters, 11 chapters. Yeah. He's very frustrating, but also I kind of like that kind of thing in a love interest. I, I do like to get, I usually get frustrated with all my love interests because I, they're all awful. Um, <laughs> I, I can fully acknowledge this. But, like, I, I think it's worth it a lot of times. And I like that, like, the one thing that's different with Gabe then is a lot of other love interests that we have that are bosses, which we have way too many of, um, is that he doesn't kind of discourage the flirting as much. Um, he, like, encourages it when it's playful. And then as soon as it's no longer playful, he's like, okay, we should stop. Um, but when it's playful, he's like, yeah, like, go ahead and flirt with me. Like, there's a lot of times, like, like in the first chapter, you can flirt with him. And then he's like, He's like, mm, let's not flirt a little bit. Maybe, like, it's your first day. Let's be a little bit more professional. Which, in reality, is true. <laughs> you, you probably like, shouldn't flirt with people on your first day of work. Like, sometimes when they throw in a dialogue choice, I'm just like, saying this makes absolutely no sense in this situation. Yeah. Nobody in their right mind would say this. But, I mean, I can't really argue that I mean, like you said, there's only two, so there isn't really a bad one. Both have positives and negatives, but I wouldn't call either one of them a bad love interest. Yeah, and I think it's just going to be one of those things that we fundamentally disagree on, just because, like, I'm going to pick Gabe. Gabe is my favorite, because out of the two, I, I'm choosing to romance Gabe. But I, like, also, like, understand that there's a lot of people who are very frustrated by him and don't like him as much. Um but yeah I think if we're going to include hookups I think we can talk about the fact that hooking up with your client is probably the worst possible thing you can do and that would be the worst out of all yeah. of them um, uh, yeah, granted, go, I uh, did take the scene because it was very cute uh, but... let's go let's, let, let's include flings Marcus is the, is the worst yeah oh by far <laughs> in no way should you be hooking up with somebody on a murder show you're dead you're defending for murder yes I mean, you but shouldn't I, be hooking up with somebody you're defending at all. That's one of my big issues with Surrendered. Um, yes. I think they should have started the book at the end of the divorce. Yes, I would agree. So that, that, like, you're done had... defending them, and now, you know, over while defending you, we got close, and now I'm your dom. Yeah, I think, like, even if they had spent the first two chapters being, like, here's the divorce proceedings, like, divorce has already started, we get the flashback of, like, of how MC discovered it, and then, like, a little bit of, like, Reagan kind of teasing MC about it, and then, um, kind of, like, a flash forward to, like, the end of the divorce proceedings, and, like, MC being, like, yeah, like, we kept, like, flirting, and I kept being interested in things, and I just, it felt not right to do it then, and as soon as, like, it's, like, finalized, be, like, have MC be, like, all right, explain to me BDSM. Yeah. But, like, it's just, the book tries to tell you that Reagan's a good, good lawyer, but nothing in the book shows it. Reagan's, he has money. Yeah, they have, they're, they're a horrible lawyer based on what we see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely Marcus is makes just makes no sense to hook up with him. He's just so pretty. And I did choose to flirt with him at every given option, I will be honest. Did I know that that was morally wrong? Yes. Did I still do it? 
Yes. I mean, at least when you when you go with the other lawyer, the case is done at least. Yeah, and like, uh, what you call it? Like for Tyler, when you were uh, when you hook up with him the first time, um, you've already kind of figured out like what you need from him, and at that point, he's not even a client; he was just somebody you were asking questions to. Yeah, a witness or whatever, and I'm not even a witness. Probably what an expert. Yeah. Just yeah, I I I did not take the Marcus scene. I was like, no, this is too morally wrong for me. I, I, I can't the, do it. I was like, I knew the entire time I was doing it that it was morally wrong, but it did not stop me. I I did not think they would go they would go there, and I was like, I should have known better. They're going there. Like the case isn't even done yet. And the scene is really cute. Like, it's so sweet. And I think if they had had the case done and then introduced that scene, I think it would have been better. Because, like, the scene itself is, like, it was very sweet. But I just, there were better ways to do it. Absolutely. Do you think any of the flings come in as relationships in the second book? Or do they stick with just the two? I think they're going to stick with just the two. I think because at this point, both both the love interests have kind of like we've kind of established that like we're semi starting to date and so i think it's going to be one of those like do you want to keep it casual and like open or do you want to keep it like like really like settle in with each other and then i think that um i think we probably will still have some hookups introduced but i can't if you, if imagine you to have the, the you know the red carpets diaries book three option where you yeah. can choose to have the open relationship and still have the things yeah, and I think that's probably what we're gonna get is like something like that, except without like them being married, um, because I think it just makes sense, and I think that like the hookups probably made them a good chunk of like change, because I I know a lot of people took the different hookup scenes. Yeah, well, for for a lot of, for most of the book, that's all you were getting. <laughs> yeah, for like decent thirty diamond scenes. Yeah, and then they're like, what if? I like the fact that they brought back the two flings. They're like, yeah, you're going to get flings and get with them with like multiple characters. And everybody's like, oh, what's the next character going to be? And they're like, we're going to bring Linda back. And we're all like, okay. And they're like, we're going to bring Tyler back. And now he has a friend. I was like, what is happening? That three sub scene was weak. I think it was weak. Here's the thing. It is because I looked through the script for it. It is strongest when you have a male MC and you are sleeping with the both of them. Because it specifically, like, it includes things that would be, like, you would have to have for um MLM scene, um, which they haven't done. And that was the first time they started to do that. And since then, they have continued to do that. But it was, the, from my opinion, it was the strongest reading it that way. But I still had fun. I still liked it. Hey, if you like it, you like it. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, out of the flings, the I could see Marcus still being being added in as a love interest. The other I two, I can't. If anybody's going to be introduced, it's going to be Marcus. And honestly, I might take it. I don't know because with Marcus, at least you have other scenes with him. And yeah, you, you did. You did grow a little bit of character growth with him. the The other two, the lower you just happen when when you're you're against them the other one you happen to run into at, at an event and for tyler you, you you use him as a as an expert and then you get in he finds out that you're in the same city as him and he's like here come hook up with me and my friend 
Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, I could see them having Marcus in the third book. I mean, I don't think it would happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the third book as a love interest. Yeah, I would definitely, I can definitely see him coming back. Even if it's just like for one hookup, like I can definitely see him coming back because I feel like a lot of people are like, morally, this feels weird to like hook up with him. But like, if he's no longer your client, I feel like more people will be like, well, maybe I'll hook up with him once. I think the I mean, I'll probably stay with Aslan as well, unless they add in what's the other uh, female co-worker? Gigi, but Gigi has a significant other. Yeah, but they can break break them up. <laughs> what, you think they're going to go with the raw fruit? <laughs> the opposite raw fruit, I, should, I guess I should say. <laughs> Maybe she finds her boyfriend cheating on her and then you hook up with her. I mean, I'm just hoping they don't ruin it like they did with Open Heart. Oh, God, that'd be awful. Because the back half of the book is pretty weak. Yeah. Honestly, the the murder trial is what interested me, and I thought that is what dragged down the book the most. Yes, I'd agree. I, I think it has the same issue that I think a lot of the choices books have, which is interesting beginning boring middle really interesting end it was like the last like couple chapters were really interesting of laws of attraction but the main thing that like i was looking forward to for most of the book was when gabe would finally give in um and then we had that and i was like all right i don't really care about it as much of this anymore and the the ending just pissed me off like none of that made sense like why are you not turning her sadie in yes oh yeah the ending pissed me off like, none of this makes sense. The other guy shouldn't be partner because he paid off. Like, why are you paying off Sadie? She has nothing. She has, She holds no cards in this situation. Like, oh, I brokered a, I, I brokered a deal that she's not going to say anything. She's not going to say anything because if she says anything, she goes to prison. Yeah. You didn't have to give her anything. Like, why are, the, why are these partners happy that you brokered a settlement with her she had nothing to say and it was it, it nothing that wouldn't damn her exactly like she comes out on anything then okay you you know you tried to murder me like i'm not even sure why we let we're letting you off on this yes like i feel like if that ever i would be as a partner i'd be more worried about that kid because they're like, oh, we can't let it go. We'll lose our clients. I'd be more worried about it getting out somehow. And then we lose the clients because we were dishonest. Was that whole, the whole how they dealt with Sadie just pissed me off. Yes, I would totally agree with it. And like, I it definitely felt like they didn't know. I think like this was one of the books where they didn't expect to make a sequel almost like they had an idea of what they could do for a sequel, but I feel like they were like, Oh, it's not going to be as popular as it is. And then they were like, Oh shoot. People really like this. Um, and then we got a sequel and it was like, how are we going to like, I feel like they may have dropped some of the plot lines already that would have made for a more interesting sequel. And they were like, how are we going to continue this? And they're like, um, Martin's in charge now. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have, I have doubts about the second book being, uh, being good. 
mostly because oh. of what's happened with open heart and queen bee the, like both sequels just disappointed me yeah i'm hopeful um i'm hopeful that it's gonna be good but i also know that like i shouldn't have too much hope um i'm just excited to like actually like be able to romance our characters um rather than be like behind like be like mainly Gabe just being like no we can't like now we're on the same level so it's like okay it works alright next up It Lives start with It Lives in the Woods okay I hate to say this because he is my love interest but I do believe it's Connor it's absolutely Connor and I hate it because I love Connor and I think he's a great love interest but he's he's a He's a gross man who's going after high school students. Yeah, this is one of the... I usually, I'm very <laughs> icked out it's by that. It's gross. <laughs> I'm usually very icked out by that kind of thing. But I don't know why, and I think it's because Connor's, like, they give you an exact age of how much older he is, and then, like, it makes sense for plot reasons why he would be interested in MC. But... It's gross. I, I, I don't know. I just, I like him. And I, I, I think because when I'm... I think for me, one of the things that, like, I have started to realize about a lot of these books is like sometimes I go for the characters who are older because I myself am older and I feel weird going for high school characters because I'm not in high school um and it, like for me it creates that like weird line of like okay this is a little bit weird especially like when you're reading like they're like they're hooking up and I'm like I don't want to read about high schoolers hooking up um and yes so, I still I can't take that scene and with every heartbeat <laughs> yeah oh me neither I was like um, no I can't I can't do this scene and I like, I like think for me that that's part of the reason I went for Connor is like I was like it's not too weird. I think it's a similar reason why I also like to go for um, what you call it? Oh, I can't think of his name now. Oh no, I feel really bad. But in um, I can't even think of the name of Saints, Shadows of Saint Four. I can't think of his name, but I could always go for him. Um because I think that like in my head that makes more sense for me even though like usually like I would never ever ever want a high schooler to date someone who's not in high school yeah the Um, the gang leader yes I can't think of the gang leader but yeah it's it's the same thing like it's just this is gross like but he makes the least amount of sense in his name is Aaron that's what his name was yeah um he makes the least sense. And I think also uh, one of the things I really liked about It Lives was the fact that if you romanced either Stacy or Connor, it locked you out of the other one's romance. Yeah, you, can, was, you couldn't romance both. I think that was such a smart move and I appreciated it so much because it creates weird lines. Sometimes if you're dating two siblings, um, like it can create weird lines. And I really appreciate that they were like, no, we're not going to give you the opportunity to do that. Um, and so I think for me, I like, like, I that was one of the things I really appreciated about it. And I think that, like, again, I do think Connor makes the least sense as a love interest. Like, you don't even have to worry about his sanity the entire time. Like, everyone else got to worry about their sanity, their nerve. Um, you don't have to worry about his because he's the only character who has to survive. Um, and he does not make sense as much for other people, like for in terms of like plot. But I did romance him. <laughs> Yeah, I just I I mean I romance Stacy, so I didn't even get his get a lot of his scenes, but it's just it's just so it's just so icky. Yeah, I I don't know. I think it's like for me, like if I was reading a book 
and it was about a high school girl falling in love with an older guy. I would not want to read it. But I think because I'm the one making the choices and a lot of times I'm like more of a self-insert player. I think that like, especially because I put my name as the main character. um, I think that like for me, I feel weird. Like I loved Andy. I really like I did take a lot of his scenes. I romanced him. But at the end of the day, I felt weird about romancing Andy a lot more than I felt weird about romancing Connor. Why so? I think that just like for me, like when I was romancing Andy, um, just because he's a high schooler, I think that's the thing that like kind of like kept like and like a lot of their issues are high school issues. Um, like not it is and it's not, but like for Andy, the fact that like his basketball team won't accept him. Like, granted, yes, like the issue of transphobia is like a larger issue um yeah. overall. But specifically for Andy, like, that it's dealing with his high school basketball team. That's where I'm like, okay, I can't ignore that you're in high school. You are in high school. And this is a high school-centered thing. Yeah. Well, see, I'm, I'm able to, like, take myself out of it. So, like, I can, like, I can play the character and read them as a high school student. Even yeah. though, you know, I'm older. Um, so that's I... why I have no problem. Like, same with, like, the high school, high school story. Like, I have no problem. Like, I can't take, you know, I don't really care for the for the uh for the intimate scenes uh with some of the younger characters but high school story they don't even give you the option they're like they're like you kiss and oh no is that a tongue all right we're done (laughs) but um like my first two loves i felt so uncomfortable reading that book because it was so explicit especially because like it was so explicit with like with high schoolers and it was more explicit than I think we had really seen except for like the nanny affair at that point and I felt so uncomfortable and I feel like something like it lives they did have I think like a couple steamy scenes but like they weren't they're early, they're, they're early choices steamy scenes yeah they weren't explicit yeah um you know early early choices steamy scenes aren't, aren't really steamy yeah they're like this happens <laughs> The, like, uh, I, got, I was just reading. Uh, I was just reading Snowed In, the, the freshman snow, short, yeah. and Fishy's like, "Oh, they're they're such a good car sex scene," and then I I take it for her, and it was literally like two minutes long. I'm like, "That's it? I paid thirty diamonds for it. like?" She's like, "In my head, I remembered it as more." It's, and it's... I was like, "That there was nothing to that." She's like, "Cause she was all like, oh, it's it's it, it's a, there's a hot car sex scene.'" And I take the scene and it was nothing. And I'm just like, that's it? And she's like, yeah, that, that was bigger in my head. I remembered more than what actually happens. I continually think about the balcony hookup scene. I think it's with Chris in the first book. Is there's a, literally a fade to black. <laughs> they literally pan away. And then they're like, yeah, you and Chris hook up. And I was like, okay. And that was it. And like by like later books, yes, you do get a little bit more like stevie stuff but like in the very early early choice of stuff they were like we don't know what to do we're we're just simple folks yeah. and then now it's like let's use the most explicit terms we possibly can yeah. spread my ass in, in shipwrecked <laughs> like no <laughs> why are we doing why are you writing this i was like i did not ever think i'd see this i didn't take that scene but i saw him officially streamed it i'm like i did not think i'd ever see that in a choices book but shipwrecked is, is ridiculous. So let's have sex and we're being shot at. Let's have sex in this tree. <laughs> it, it, 
it doesn't make sense, but I, there's a lot of like, shipwrecked is just a whole other thing. That book makes no sense half the time, but I did like Manu a lot. Mainly because Manu is just my type of love interest. Yeah, I didn't love the book, so. So, if you take out Connor out of the other ones, who would you say was the worst? Because to me, Connor is easily the worst because it's just gross. He's just not supposed to be a love interest. He's. I will say when when in It Lives Beneath, when everybody comes back because Connor has to be there, it's very cute when he's like, "Yeah, I don't know where my like my significant other is." Like he's like very much like he's a little cute when he does that. Um, and it also makes us feel a little less icky because at that point, MC is no longer in high school, so you're like, "Okay, we're good." Um. Out of the other four, see the problem is, is for me, I pick Stacy. A lot of scenes with Stacy, um, because of Connor, because of Connor, and that's like I think why I would personally pick Stacy. Um, also, like her issues, I just I don't know are the issues I care the least about, um, because like I feel like everybody else is like kind of compelling issues, versus Stacy's is um, that she's like a middle class white girl who has to keep up images for her parents and doesn't want to versus like Andy who's dealing with like transphobia and like Ava who's like basically being bully kind of for like being like what she like for like her care about and like also like not really knowing if people are interested in getting to know her and want to bully her more and even like Lucas with his like um his like drug issue um, and, like, he needs to have a break, and he just never can give himself a break. Yeah. Uh, my my choice would be Lucas as the worst. But I took a lot of Stacey's hands. Because yeah. I would never romance Connor. Yeah. I, trust me, I get it. I, like, I was, when we were, when you told me, like, okay, let's do It Lives, and we were talking about if we wanted to split up the books or not, I was like, objectively, Connor is the worst of, out of all of It Lives. But yeah. I still romanced him. Which is fair. I mean, it's you know because he never knows what's going on, and like MC's like, I need a bat with nails on it, and Connor's like, Why do you need this? And she's like, I can't explain it, but I need this bat. And he's like, Oh, okay. Like he just doesn't know what to do, and I just really appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So, what about it lives beneath? Okay, I struggled a lot with it lives beneath. Because the thing is, is I, I really did not want to romance one of the characters because I like, I told myself when I first read it, I said, I'm going to romance Tom because Tom is so freaking sweet in the first book and I want to romance him. And he really does not read as one of the love interests I should like. Um, and like Parker is definitely more a love interest I would like, but also Parker's a cop and we don't like that. Um, so I was like, I want to say like honestly, Tom is kind of the worst, but I also really like Tom. So I went, I don't with, know. I went with Parker. That's fair. He's Parker's a little annoying. His uh, <laughs> we gotta do everything by the law. His I'm gonna I'm gonna ditch you if you don't have the nerve. I'm gonna ditch you guys, even though I killed one of the bad guys. Sure, yes, 
yes, I'm not saying you can't have emotions about being betrayed by the person who raised you and mentored you, but yeah. he's still a bad guy. He's he's one of the villains. You saved your friends. And now you're ditching us. Yeah. I'll give you that. Like everybody else's nerve checks. Like Danny comes back at least. I just like for me, I, I feel like Imogen so interesting. I love her so much. Um, I feel like Danny has a lot of interesting plot points, and I think that's why I couldn't pick her. And so I truly feel like it's kind of the guys who are like a little bit not as good during the book. Um, also, fun fact: the wiki includes Kyle as a love interest. Don't understand why. Um, yeah, he, I didn't even consider. I was like, I he's was there like, for like one scene, and yeah. then dies. Like you, like, you flirt with him, then he goes bye, and just jumps into the water. Yeah. Um, it, it's definitely one of the books where the two females are way better than the two male love interests. Yeah. Um, nope. Danny's my favorite personally, but I, I I do love Imogen as well. Um, I just, Imogen's just so sweet, and every time I like, I like literally like every time I try to say no to her, I feel like I was like kicking a puppy. Like she's just so sweet. Yeah, but Danny's feisty. Yeah. I like that. I think because the thing is for me is I'm looking more like even though it's we're talking about the most love interest when I played it I was looking at them more as friends and Imogen's a really good friend whereas Danny I think is a really good love interest um and so like I'm like I like Imogen more because I'm looking at her more as a friend um versus like I think for like the guys I'm looking at both of them as love interest and I think Tom would have been a really good friend for me but as a love interest he's just not as compelling for me particularly because he just isn't the type of love interest that I would go for he's very sweet very kind but I made my decision solely based on I loved him in the first book and I thought he was so sweet with Andy that I wanted to like I wanted to date Andy's best friend as date Andy but what if I dated his best friend um and like I really liked when you meet Andy uh, if Andy survives and Andy's like, you better take care of my friend. I think that's so cute. Yeah. But I just, I, I, just, I don't know. Parker just annoys me so much. No, that's fair. Um, and I mean, one of the reasons I think Danny's the best, because I feel like you're, you're friends with Danny because you're attractive to, you're attracted to her. Whereas yeah. I feel like you're friends with Imogen because you like her as a person. Like, not that you don't like Danny as a person, but I feel like you wouldn't be. It's that person like I'm friends with you because I want to eventually date you. Whereas I don't get that with Imogen. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, and then Tom's fun, but I I think it's I think it's like you said, like if he would if he wasn't if you didn't have the knowledge of who he was from the first book. I'm not sure if he would be a good choice, but Parker's just everything's just. I'm like, grow a backbone, dude. Like, yeah. Clearly, clearly something's messed up is happening in this town, and you're all like, let's play about a book. Like, there's times to just let things go. I definitely agree with that. And he's the only character that I never pass when I play. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever passed his nerve check because I just can't bring myself to spend diamonds on him. 
I need everybody to like me at all times. So I am also scared. I'm also scared of everybody who uh, dies. I'm scared of, of having people die. So I always play with the wiki and I spend diamonds. Yeah. So first time I played it, I didn't spend diamonds at all. Um, so I, I, I actually died the first time I played it lives beneath. And I was like, wait, I'm dead? Which is oh, such a sad ending. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've, I've looked up the YouTube of like the um, of the sad endings, and I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> it's such a sad ending. Your brother's calling for you because the fish sticks are burning, it's, and I'm just I, like, this is so sad. <laughs> like, this 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 kid's been through so much, and now he and now it he's never gonna know what happened to his sister. Like, he's literally never gonna find out what happened to her. It's so sad. I dislike it. It's why I literally have to every time. Like, I always have to play it with a wiki. I can't. It's like one of the ones I can't relax and play it lives. I have to be playing with a wiki. I have to be, like, checking everything because I'm scared that I'm going to lose someone. I lost everybody the first time I played in the woods. All right, so let's finish up with Love Hacks. I think there's an obvious choice in this one, too. Leah? Unfortunately. Yeah, I think that Mark is just too central to the plot as much as I dislike him. He's too central to the plot, and Ben is also pretty central to the plot. Versus Leah, you will literally have to pay to keep her there. I, I think it's the same as Home for the Holidays. I think they wrote it as Mark versus Ben. And then added in Leah to have just just to check the box for a female love interest. Yes, I would totally agree. Um, there's there's nothing really compelling about her character from a love interest stand point of view, and there's way better female characters in the book that would make better love interests. Yes. And it, it really just feels like they wrote the book and when they realized that they needed a female love interest, they had already had storylines for Brooke and uh, uh, Serena. So they're like, well, Leah makes the most sense of, you know, just checking that box for a female love interest. Yes. And I totally agree. It, it, I think, like, Mark and Ben, like, literally part of their plot is the fact that they both are into MC and, like, that, like, they're, like, kind of battling for that. And it's, like, Leah, like, while is into MC, quite literally at the end of the first book goes, I'm into you. Are you into me? And you can be, like, no, I'm not really. Or, I mean, even at the beginning of the second book. But, like, um, basically, like, and it doesn't really change the plot or anything. Like, it doesn't, like, they don't have to change, like, how things are worded as much versus we're, like, Mark and Ben, it's like, she chose you over me, like that kind of thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it just, she really just, from, from a romantic point of view, she, it just seems like it was thrown in. 
there wasn't and none of the none of the romance stuff with her is compelling yeah I love hex is one of those ones that like I'll play every now and then just to like kind of replay it because there are some scenes that I do like but overall I just think that like it was it's very just early choices it's like the best way to describe it it is a product of its time because it like it's buzzfeed and it's like um listicles and it's like mainly focusing on the male love interest without really like thinking about the female love interest and it's like all of this kind of stuff versus like i think if they remade this book now i think it would be like they would have to completely change it because they're just a lot of the stuff that exists in this book doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, like, I feel like they would be, like, streamers instead of bloggers. Yeah. I think, like, streamers is probably what it would be. Or YouTubers. I mean, and even even when you look at it, like, you compare it to the other early choices books and they're just it's it's definitely one of the weakest from a female love interest point of view with the early books that had multiple books um because i mean early choices wasn't great with female love interest but you had some really good ones yeah um i mean depending how you like it i i think becca is an amazing love interest camilla is awesome like they, they definitely knew how to do some really good female love interests early on. And out of the early books, I would say this is probably the the worst of the of having a female love interest just thrown in. I think now they've like it I think it has taken a while because I think that they're still like even with Bloodbound, like thinking about Camilla versus Lily, like Camilla was a really strong love interest. But Lily fell into so many of the tropes of female love interest. Yeah. And so it's like they had somewhat of a footing, but they didn't have that full footing. And I think like now we're starting to get a lot more of the love interests that are compelling as characters and not just tropes. Yeah. I, I, like, you know, how did the you know, how did they end up with Camilla being such a great one when you compare when you really compare her to to Lily? Yeah. And I think that's, like, one of the things is, like, I think sometimes it makes sense to, like, kind of do what they do for Laws of Attraction and do two love interests and just focus on those two. And, like, it sucks. Like, if you're somebody who is only interested in dating men, doesn't really have an interest in playing a female love interest, and gets frustrated with Gabe, yeah, it gets frustrating if you, like, like, if you don't want to do that. Or if, like, the opposite, if you only want to date women and don't really have an interest in dating men and, like, you don't really like the sweet type of love interest... You're not going to really want to read Laws of Attraction. But, like, then again, it also allows to focus on those two love interests and make sure that they're not just tropes. It's yeah. going to give them plot and character, which I think is a lot better. Yeah, and, and it still gives you gives you that choice, whereas with single love interest books, yes, they're most of the time, right now they're doing, them, you know, gender choice, but you're still tied down into the one character and the one character isn't always a great option when you're surrounding them with other other people you know case in point the nanny the nanny affairs where you know you write 
I dislike Sam so much that I, in the second book, I, I'd rather be with, with Sophia, who's supposed to be the villain. Me with Robin, book one, and then Jordan, book two. I I think learning. I just think it's a slow learn. Yes, they are getting. They're definitely getting better. That's the unfortunate thing. I really hope that they learn a lot more soon. All right, so that's the end of this one. We do have a good set of books on the next set. I'm excited. I I can already say that one of them I think is going to probably surprise you. Um, Because I was looking through the love interest and I went, oh no, one of them I have to pick someone I don't want to pick. That should be fun. Also, the next book, the next set of books does include my first two loves, so we can finally talk about that. Yes. And it also includes Open Heart. Oh, no. I think it's just going to be us mainly talking about first two loves and Open Heart for most of the the whole conversation. Yeah, because Mother of the Year, I I, I was talking with somebody on Twitter. Uh, Don't want to say too much. I want to save it for the next one, but that one doesn't really have a bad one. Yes. Oh, 100% yes. I agree. They're all good. Like, we'll talk about it, but there's not really a bad one in that one. I think the worst is going to be a victim of circumstance. Yeah. I know, I, I'm pretty sure I know who I'll pick, but it's not because I actually think they're the worst. Yeah, I definitely would agree. Well, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having Another me. fun conversation. <laughs> and I look forward to our next set of worst love interests. Me too. All right. Thanks, Ari. Thanks, Eric. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today, and thanks to Ari for taking part in the great discussion. Always enjoy talking about our worst love interests with Ori. You can follow her on Twitter at ChoicesOOF, where she talks about all the different visual novel games that she plays. And as always, you can follow us at Jerry and Eric one It was a pleasure, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.